Thank you for choosing to listen to today's message by Reverend Dr. David Entry. We know you will be blessed as you seek and serve God. We believe that this message will stir up a desire for more of God, even as you listen. Be blessed. Hallelujah. In Hebrews chapter 2 verse 14, the Bible says that because the sons or the as for as much as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, that means human nature, flesh and blood, as much as God, those God is calling into his family, the children are partakers. In other words, we are flesh and blood. He also himself, that he there is talking about Jesus. Okay, Jesus also himself likewise took part of the same. What's the same? Flesh and blood. Why did he become flesh and blood? So that Genesis chapter 3 verse 15, that through death he might destroy the power, uh, through death he might destroy the power of death, that is the devil. He, he, him that had the power of death. So he had to become flesh and blood because spirits don't die. The spirits don't, you can't kill a spirit. But flesh and blood is humanity, physical beings that die. So he also had to become a physical being. But his dying was an assignment. He had to die as an assignment in order to crush the head of the devil who has entered humanity and introduced death. So when man sinned against God in the garden and he ate the, the, the fruit of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, according to Genesis chapter 2, what happened is that the nature of the serpent, the venom of the serpent, entered humanity and introduced physical death and all its ramifications. And because death has entered man, that na- the name of the death that entered man is called sin. So you are, people don't go to hell because they sin. People go to hell because of sin that is lives in them. Does that make sense? So, God's problem was the sin in you because there was a chamber in human being. In the heart of man, the heart is the only organ. I'm not talking about human heart, the, the natural heart. The heart is the only organ that can contain God. And as soon as we, there's a chamber in man that is meant for God. As soon as we ate the fruit, we are supposed to have eaten the fruit of life so that the life of God, Zoe, can enter. But we ate the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good. And so the nature of the devil entered humanity and poisoned humanity and thought, I've finished with man because God, you can't come in now. It's too late. And God said, Adam, who told you you are naked? Have you eaten of the fruit I told you to? He said, it's the woman you gave me. He went to the woman. Woman, why have you done this? He said, it's the serpents that made me do it. And he went to the serpent, and God cursed the serpent and declared war against the serpent. 
So from that moment in Genesis, God declared war against the devil. He says that I will put enmity between between thee and the woman and between thy seed and her seed. War! There is a seed coming to destroy you. He says that it shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. There is a seed that is coming. By the woman, women don't have seed, but I'm telling you prophetically, a woman is going to produce a seed. That's why Jesus had to also come because the seed, what must come, face the devil must be man. Because sin has entered man. And so Jesus also, according to Romans chapter 8, verse 3 and verse 4, he also took on flesh. God sending his son in the likeness of sinful flesh. But Jesus is the only flesh that didn't have sin. Why didn't he have sin? Because of the virgin birth. That is what makes the virgin birth essential and necessary. People were born around the time Jesus was born, but what made his own different? Because his own was a virgin birth. He said, God, Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14, for God himself shall give you a sign, for a virgin shall conceive and bring forth a son. Give birth to a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel. Emmanuel means God has come to us. And so that virgin who is going to conceive is going to introduce God into man. And that God who is going to come in flesh is going to, through death, destroy the one who had the power of death, the devil. So that is why Bible says in Romans chapter 6 verse 14 that you are no longer under the law, but you are under grace. And sin shall no longer, watch, watch, watch this, and what? what shall, for what shall no longer have, uh, shall, shall not have dominion. Sin sin is a personality. It's not activity. This is talking about a personality inside you. Romans chapter 7, verse 15, 16, 17. He said, the things I want to do, I can't do. So what what I I find that what I don't want, sin that dwelleth in me. Ah, ah, come on. How then, how then is it? No, it's also now then it is no longer I who do it, but sin that ah, ah, when did it come into you? When Adam ate the fruit, sin checked in. But sin is not an activity, it's a personality. The devil checked in into humanity. That's why you are struggling with sins. Oh, yeah, don't look angelic, you have a sin. You have something you are struggling with. And so if you, if you do away with Christ, your sins will be a big problem. The only thing that can deal with the human sin is the Christ on the cross. But he was born, we were also born. No, he was born, but he was without the sinful flesh. Even though he had human flesh, his flesh was not like ordinary flesh. Why? Because of the virgin birth. God sent the the seed of the woman. So from that time, Satan said, okay, 
wherever the woman was going, he would he trail the woman. Satan knew that a human being one day will come and come and crush him. So he said, let me quickly get into human nature and pollute everything. And so he sent demons, like fallen angels. They came amongst human beings in Genesis chapter 6, like men. They slept with women, and so they can pollute the human race with some hybrid of some angelic substance and human substance, and God would lose. And God preserved a household called Noah, and he wiped out all the rubbish thing that the devil has done. And through Noah started a new group of people. Oh, come on, I'm preaching, I'm preaching. Through, through Noah started a new group of people. And Satan said, I will still not give up. So he tried everything. God called Abraham because they have sinned against and sin has entered by the Tower of Babel. Their great achievements and targets, they felt like God was not necessary again. For your information, Oxford University was founded by monks, Christian. It was a Christian Christian institution. And so theological institution, and they started adding normal other courses. And now theology and Christianity has been squashed. Because Christianity is all embracing. He embraces everything because he loves humanity. But when humanity comes in, they want the fruit of Christianity, but not the message of Christianity. Say, like our benevolent activities, our social activities, feeding the hungry and doing all that, but they hate our message. Hallelujah. You, as, 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 as soon as you take our message from us, you neutralize us. It's our message that makes us the, a people. It's the message. Not, our identity is founded on the message of the scriptures. Any Christian church that marginalizes on what scripture says have lost their cell by date, has gone past their cell by date. This is what keeps us relevant. Relevant to God and relevant to nature. All right, let, can I finish this? So Satan, so when God called Abraham, Satan still went and made sure that Abraham will not have a child. Because God told Abraham, in your seed shall all ask. Satan felt the thing is there. So he began to target the seed of Abraham. But God fulfilled his word. Abraham had his children. And then the Jews were formed. The, the Hebrews were formed. And then during the time of Jacob, there was a major famine. Had Joseph not been sold into Egypt, the Jews would have been wiped out. Satan still had an agenda. But God was always a step ahead. How about when Moses was born? All the, young, the children. He said, execute every male child because he's afraid of the seed. Then Esther shows up, and then Mordecai and Esther, then Haman said, let's get rid of the Jews. Because once we can finish them, we, we, have, we have done, we have terminated God's program. But he was not successful. And guess what? Then David shows up on the scene, says, I'll build you a house. And God said, your seed. So he had again a seed. Because after the seed of the woman, he attempted. Then he came to hear the seed of Abraham. Oh, it's in Abraham's line. Then he came to hear the seed of David. It's in David's line. So he tried to pollute the line of David. Pollute the line of David. 
with all kinds of murders and adultery so that the Savior cannot come anymore. He's try, he tried every man. Then, listen to this. You have to hear this. This is the crux of the message. Then we come into Matthew chapter 1. The Bible talks about chapter 1, verse 1, the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David. Say son of David. Son of David. There, the son of Abraham. So this is the seed of David, the seed of Abraham. Satan realized that something is going on here. But he, God has promised in Isaiah that from the shoot of David shall sprout a Messiah. In fact, in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, he said, unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. A, 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 a son is given. The government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, a child, a child, a child, Mighty God, the ever, a, a, a child is called an everlasting father. Uh-oh, the Prince of Peace? Look at verse 7. That gets interesting. Of, his, of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. Upon the throne of David? Ah, so he's still in the line of David. Upon the throne of David. Uh, no end. Upon the throne of David and upon his, uh, uh, upon his kingdom to, the, uh, to, uh, to order it and to establish it with judgment and justice from henceforth even forever. What? David is still relevant? Satan said, okay, I know what I'm going to do. Let's pollute the blood of David. Look, let's do something about this David guy. So look at Matthew chapter 1, verse 1. The genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Then he begins to tell us who begat who. Then he begins to say, Abraham got Isaac. Isaac got Jacob. Jacob got Judah. That's Judah. It's the same as Judah. Give me New, New King James, please. Jacob got Judah. Uh, Judah and his brothers. Then what happened? Judah got Perez and Zerah by Tamar. Perez begat Hezron. Hezron begat Ram. And what's this? Ram begat Aminadab. Aminadab begat Nashon. Nashon begat Salmon. Salmon, and it goes on. Okay, that's the lesson. Salmon begat, begat Boaz by Rahab. Boaz begat Obed by... Can you imagine? This, this, this guy, Boaz, his mother was Rahab. His wife was Ruth. He was surrounded with foreign women. He's an interesting guy, Boaz. I wish I would get time to talk about our Christmas story from the point of Boaz. Very interesting. It's amazing that book of Ruth, how it reveals the story of Christ. Boaz, his mother, a prosti- former prostitute, and his, his wife, a foreigner whose generations are cursed. What is he doing in the bloodline of Jesus? And all these women, what are they doing in the bloodline of Jesus? Get some decent women, Sarah and uh, Rebecca. What is this? What are these ones doing? <laughs> Tama, all right. Verse 5. And... Salmon begat, look at verse 6. Jesse, and Jesse begat David the king. Say David the king. David begat Solomon by her who had been the wife of another person. You got a child with somebody's wife. And God, yet God chose that child. 
Satan tried it to stop it, but God, Satan is clever, but God is wise. Verse 7. Solomon begat Rehoboam, Rehoboam begat Abijah, Abijah begat Asa. So Solomon has made it in. What is this confused genealogy? Time will not go, permit me to enter into the details and the, the skillful plan of the genealogy of Jesus. God was behind it. But look at what I want to show you. So Solomon's descendant kept going, and look at verse 11. Kept going. Somebody begat somebody from Solomon. And Josiah begat Jeconiah and his brothers. About the time they were carried away into Babylon. Now watch this. I told you Babylon appears about four four times in the genealogy of Jesus Christ. They were carried away into Babylon. Watch this. And Jeconiah was cursed. According to Jeremiah chapter 22, verse 10. Look at this. I shared it before, but look at this. Weep, 22, verse 10. Weep not for the dead and um, bemoan him. Weep bitterly for him that goes for um, it's Jeremiah chapter 20. Let me just make sure I got the text I wanted to give you. It's 22, verse 30. Not, yeah, verse 30, thank you. Um, that says the Lord. Write this, watch this. Write this man down as childless. Jeconiah. Write him down as childless. A man shall not prosper in his days. Watch this, watch this. In his days, for none of his descendants shall prosper sitting on the throne of David and ruling anymore. Got it? The one who is in the line of Jesus has been cursed that no one comes from him and inherits the throne of And yet, he was in the line of Jesus. Satan thought he has, he has finished it. This is where I'm about to end the message. You don't have to miss this. Satan thought, I've got him. Because God himself has cursed this guy. There's no way his descendant can come and be the, the son of David who is going to crush my head. Stephanie. Okay. But what he didn't know, what he didn't know. So when you go down, 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 still genealogy, you get to the 16, and he said, someone began someone until Joseph was born. And Joseph was born, and Joseph got married to Mary. And so by right, Jesus should inherit his royal right from his father, David. Uh, sorry, uh, Joseph, earthly father, royal right. But Joseph's genealogy from heaven has been canceled. So they can inherit. So now where is Jesus going to get his royal rights from? Because royal rights come from the father. He needed the royal blood. So now Mary also comes and was born from the line of David. But Mary didn't come through Solomon. Mary comes through, came through Nathan. So according to Luke chapter 3, Mary came through Nathan. Now watch this. And then when you go down, 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 you read down, you find out that Nathan, oh sorry, Mary's father was Heli. Heli. So Luke chapter 3, please. Luke chapter 3, let's go to verse 25. Verse 23, I think, it's, let's go to verse 23, rather. Yes, that's what I'm looking for. Now, now Jesus himself began his ministry around this time, and he was known to be the son of Joseph, the son of Heli. But we saw in Matthew, Joseph's father is not Heli. Didn't you see it? Oh, you remember? Matthew 1:16. Joseph's father is not Heli. What's Joseph's father's name? Jacob. But the line from Heli, uh, Jacob has, is comatose. You can't read from there. 
So how did Heli come in? Heli is the father of Mary. But way before Jesus showed up, God has put a law. There were some daughters, the seven ladies called the daughters of Zelophia. Their father, you see, so in right, for, in right to inherit the land was given to the father, the male. So if you're a man and you give birth to a man, he will inherit. But this man didn't have a son. He had only daughters. And so they didn't have inheritance. So they went to Moses, according to Numbers chapter 20, 27, from 1 to 11. They said, Moses, listen, our father didn't have inheritance, but we, we have to give it to us. We, even though we are girls, you have to give it to us. And so God commanded Moses, listen to what they are saying. We, are, we, we work with it. So in Joshua chapter 17, verse 3 to 6, Joshua, God commanded Moses, give them their father's land. And so even though it goes to men, these daughters, they can come to them and whoever marries them. In Ezra chapter 2 verse 61, look at this, just to throw a bit more light on it. Ezra chapter 2 verse 61, it says that, and of the sons of the priests, the sons of Habiah, the sons of Kos, the sons of Bezaliah, who took a wife of the daughters of Bezaliah the Gilead and was called by their name. So something was not in their bloodline, but it's in the bloodline of their wife. And there's no male, watch this, there's no male to inherit it. So when you marry into that family, oh! <laughs> I feel like preaching. When you marry into that family, you automatically becomes the son of the, your father-in-law. And in Nehemiah chapter 7, verse 63, the same thing happened again. So it's not once. And of the priests, the sons of, the sons of Habiah, the sons of course, the sons of Bezaliah, who took a wife of the daughters of uh, uh, Bazaliah, the Gileite, and was called by their name. And there are other scriptures, but this is not time for that. So what it means is that if you marry, watch this, Heli, Mary's father, didn't have a son. So Joseph married Mary, and he became... So... Even though Joseph's line, bloodline, was cursed from Jeconiah to inherit, he gained it from his. So, through Je Joseph, Mary had the royal right. Sorry, Jesus had the royal right. Whether his Joseph's natural family works or not, he had the royal rights as well from his wife's background. Now, how about the royal blood? We need the royal blood. He couldn't carry the blood of Joseph because if he carried the blood of Joseph, he has a natural father and he can't be the son of God. So God himself, once upon a time, he was in heaven. He wrapped himself into a young virgin's womb. 
He kept her a virgin. So that his, her future husband will not feel cheated. When we say God impregnated somebody, what most of us are thinking is how did he do it? No, he didn't pre- impregnate. Like Jesus, when he resurrected from the dead, he didn't come through the door. He just appeared. So God doesn't do it the way you do it. <laughs> he just, you know how God impregnates people? Mary, only one person did. <laughs> he spoke the word. So, is it likely that as I'm speaking the word, somebody is conceiving something of God? Shout hallelujah! As I speak the word of God, supernatural impartation, supernatural visitation is happening. Shout hallelujah! Please sit down, left in three minutes. I have to stop there. God is coming to you. Watch this, watch this. This is what I like about the word of God. As the word of God is coming to you, God is forming something in you. When God in Jeremiah chapter 22, verse 30 said Jeconiah will not have a descendant again. Look at chapter 23 verse 5. Jeremiah 23, verse 5. Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, that I will raise to David a branch of righteousness. But you have already, the one who is in the land, you have terminated the thing. I will raise to David a branch of righteousness. A king shall reign and prosper and execute judgment and righteousness on earth from David. It's a branch. So it's like a new something, like Isaiah chapter 11, verse 1. Something will sprout. It sprout out of the branch. It's like a new plant growing out of the cut branch. There shall come forth a rod from the stem of Jesse. It has been cut. And the branch shall grow out of the root. This is a new thing. So watch this. This is the point I want to make. It is like God formed, watch this, it's like God formed a new flesh. Even though Mary... The flesh Jesus had was slightly or quite different from our flesh in a certain sense. It's different from our flesh in the sense that sin was not reigning in his flesh. So this is a sinless flesh that shot out of the stem of David, of the stem of Jesse, of the, a branch shot out. It's sinless. And all of us became children of God through that branch. Through that branch. That is why Mary had to be a virgin. Because God himself was going to say, hold me culpable or responsible for that child in her womb. I kept man out and I played the role of a man in the womb of a woman. So he got his divine nature from above. That's why I said his only God is the only begotten of the Father. And yet, he had his human, human nature from Mary, the seed of David. And divine nature, 
human nature comes together, you have a Messiah whose death delivers us. <laughs> Somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. So the crux of the matter is Christmas is not just about turkeys, excuse me. It's not about gifts and celebration. All those things, actually, the spirit of Christmas, where it stems from, the original meaning of Christmas, or not let me say the festivity, is uh, some religious or at, uh, pagan, whatever is coming. So it goes with all the other things that we do. No wonder all those things, when they come in, it mutes Christ out. But we believers must elevate Jesus. As As we celebrate, our celebrations are not about gifts that we have received. It's okay. It's okay to give gifts. It's okay to receive gifts. It's okay to eat together as a family. Actually, it's a good time for the family to come together. I know some people's family are going to be fighting. For every time they come, they'll be fighting now. Your sister-in-law is going to bring problems again. (laughs) <laughs> but it's, it's family time, so it's good. It brings, it brings people together, it's good. It makes people give gifts, it's good. It makes people wear some new clothes, it's good. There's nothing wrong about that. It brings all kinds of lights, which reason, I don't know, just light and... It's, it's, it's okay. It, it, that, those things in themselves are not evil. But it becomes a problem when they overshadow Christ. There was no room in the inn for Christ. They Men never have room for Christ. So if you do it man's way, pretty soon you won't have room for Christ in your Christmas. And you have repeated Satan's plan, and Satan gets rejoiced. You are celebrating Christmas, but Satan is rejoicing. He's actually celebrating with you because this thing is Jesusless. It is very good. But as soon as you bring in the Jesus, you kick in Genesis chapter 3, verse 15, when God declared war against the devil and to save man. This Christmas, we want to elevate Christ. God for using his servant, Reverend Dr. David Entry, to share this awesome word. If this message has blessed you in any way, please spread the word by sharing it and send us an email to amen at caris.org. Remember to stay connected with us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube and Twitter for regular updates on what God is doing here at Caris Ministries. Stay blessed.